You are now entering the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. Everybody and welcome to episode 120 of 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And I've noticed a disturbing trend where people have stopped leaving out cookies and milk for Santa, which has dramatically increased the number of houses I need to break in every December. <laughs> Look, I'm here for hearts and cookies. <laughs> what are you throwback. <laughs> Uh, so, welcome to 120, the Christmas show. We oh, are oh. Uh, talking about celebrating Christmas. We've done all this, the uh, holidays before. We've done uh, Halloween, New Year's, and um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving, the first one. And uh, now we're talking about Christmas. So, welcome to that show. Yay. Ho, ho, ho. Anyone? Christmas? Uh, if you'd like a big package of fun geeky podcasts for your christmas season you can find such shows as the graphic novice the movie roast dark angels and pretty freaks and musings of a geek at the musings of a geek podcast network at www.musingsofageek.com package um also if you're looking to uh hear something at noon on saturdays that's kind of geeky and talking about the past and now uh find our show at noon at geek life radio you can also find our backlog shows at iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, and coming soon, Google Podcasts. And uh, also, if you have a comment or an idea or something that you would like to us to uh, talk about, give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. All right. So uh, we've still got our contest going on of with our uh, 12 Days or Thieves from our sponsor for this month, Calliope Games. Yep. And uh, if you would like to get in on that, we still have one more show that we're going to be giving away the prizes for. So give us an uh, email at 40go14 at gmail.com with the header Calliope Games, and uh, we will toss you in the drawing for, uh, for a winner. To be a winner. You'll win stuff. A winner is you. Wouldn't you like to be a winner? Do, 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 do. Now, we don't have a winner for this show nope. because we, we're doing two shows on one afternoon, morning afternoon. So we're just to make sure that everybody gets a full-on chance to uh, to win something. We're holding off on the drawing until we're done with these shows. So you will be notified on Facebook and through email that uh, you are a winner. So get that email in at 40go14 at gmail.com. Header Calliope Games. <laughs> Do we have any uh, listener feedback on this one? And I don't think we have anything new since, uh, as you said, we're starting so early uh, on the heels of uh, our Star Wars show. Yeah. So, uh, no, let's just... Uh, is it about that time then? I'd say it's pretty close. This week in... Music. Movies. <laughs> All right. So, um, this year is 1986. Mike oh my God! 
Again? <laughs> Wait. Oh, I have so many things I'm going to do right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, um, God. Okay. Uh, Mike, mine and uh, Pat's 14th Christmas on this planet, in contrast to the 14th Christmases we've had on other planets, <laughs> which <laughs> may be true for Pat for as far as yeah. I know. <laughs> I was say, like, I've said too much. <laughs> yeah. On that note, the show is over. Um, no, music. We break out of the gates with the acronym of the week, which is WLAE. Uh, that's why we love all entry, entrance ways. <laughs> that's nice. actually walk like an Egyptian. Oh. Sorry. That could be taken in so many different ways. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll be left me no way to go to the crotch there. <laughs> There's always ways to the crotch. I was thinking that, Pat. There's always a way. There's always an entrance. Yes. And we love them all. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Uh, the, the other top songs this time are The Final Countdown by Europe, Take My Breath Away by... Sorry. Who was Take My Breath Away? Take My Breath Away. Oh, that really horrible... Uh, that's one from... It's a love song from, from Top Gun. Top Gun, sorry. Uh, also, Living on a Prayer. Uh, Ellie Goulding, British singer, songwriter, instrumentalist, is born on December 31st. Take My Breath Away was Berlin. <laughs> yes. Berlin. That's what I said. Is my mic not on? What? Huh? I said that already. Is my mic not on or something? Who said that? <laughs> oh, shut up. Uh, movies. The number one movie in the land, confusingly, is The Damn. Golden Child, starring Eddie Murphy and Charlotte Lewis. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why that confuses you. I don't, I don't know. It's... I guess there were 86 or so many other good movies out. Keep in mind, 86, also, Eddie Murphy was like the biggest star on the planet. <clears throat> That's true. That but is not true. on other planets. <laughs> not on the planets where Mike and Pat were spending Christmas. Right. <laughs> uh, other movies released this week include Brighton Beach Memoirs and Little Shop of Horrors and Platoon. Man, oh, Brighton Beach Memoirs. <clears throat> This is a good week for music and movies, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah so good. With the exception of Take My Breath Away. Take my breath away. Just is that about a cat and a baby? <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> and I was worried you guys wouldn't be up for a second show and say in one day, Joel, <laughs> prove me wrong. I'm uh, loading up on cat baby. Wait, wait, wait a <laughs> Way to go, old wives, right there, man. Yeah. Let's call out to all you old wives, tailors out there. <laughs> old wives, tailors? Yeah. All right. I'm going to put this to your end, team. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so, TV on December 26th. <laughs> God damn it. I almost got cream soda all over my keyboard. <laughs> That's not soda. <laughs> okay. Never all right. Mind. Almost TV. killed me there. On December 26th, after 30... Excuse me. <laughs> He's all choked up, thinking about how I almost ruined my keyboard. Mike may have died. <laughs> I was choking and ran to a cup of hot coffee to help me, and that didn't work. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, so December 26th, after 35 years on the airwaves and holding the title of the longest-running non-news program on network television... I felt like I should be saying that in the middle of a boxing ring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, NBC airs the final episode of the daytime drama Search for Tomorrow. So did they find tomorrow? They realized it was just today? <laughs> <laughs> but 24 hours later. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Kit Harrington, known for his role as Jon Snow on Game of Thrones, was born on December 26, 1986. Oh, wow. Yeah. Such a ute. Uh, sport. India scores. <laughs> no, read it as is. <laughs> 
<laughs> what do you? Ha- what is this? And you, it's just <laughs> that's it. the way it was written on the website. India that. score seven to six hundred and seventy-six versus Sri Lanka at Kanpur in cricket. That can't be right. <laughs> I don't know anything about cricket still, and I'm pretty sure there's something wrong with that. Cricket has crazy scoring. But 7 to 676, what did the the Sri Lankan team just die halfway through and they decided to keep going? Mickey, help us out here. Yeah. How how in the world do you have a 7 to 676? I don't know. That's, that's crazy. Like, there shouldn't there be like a, a slaughter rule? <laughs> yeah, if you get dead. up at five hundred, the game's over. <laughs> at, oh, you know what it is? They got the snitch. That's how they got the five hundred points. <laughs> oh, they got the snitch. <laughs> uh, at the seventy fifth Davis Cup. They, why do they Wait. turn Italian there for Joel? He's like, oh, they got it, the snitch. <laughs> no, it's a snitch, not a snitch, isn't it? No, it's a golden snitch. Or Harry Potter. Yes, oh. the snitch. That's a that's a uh, Doctor Seuss book. Oh. <laughs> Where the I hell are we like going today? I, I do not like them, Sam. I kind of feel like I'm on a road trip with Stevie Wonder. <laughs> uh, at the 75th Davis Cup, Australia beats Sweden in Melbourne 3-2, to two, helped by Pat Davis, who was ranked 412th in the world at the time. Oh, he's climbing up in the world. Yeah. He's 410th the year before. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's not up that's down uh, on december 26th the nhl's mark Massier is a, a suspended for 10 games for instigating a fight with jamie mccoon and breaking his cheekbone it's uh, mark messier messier true him too all three of them were in there fighting <laughs> <laughs> so there we go there is a this weekend for 1986 okay i've been looking into this crazy cricket score and i don't think that's actually a score because there's some sort of stat being kept here with each player has uh, a start rating and then an end rating. And one of the players in that match had a rating of 7 slash 676 at the end of that match. And I have no idea what that number means, but it doesn't look like it was a game score. Is it his longitude and latitude? <laughs> I have no idea what so it was. so hard. That's crazy. I don't know. I don't understand cricket. It's how at many all. crickets he killed? <laughs> how many crickets he ate? Oh, I would watch yeah, that. There you go. Fear Factor Extreme. So Christmas, the holidays, they are upon us. Uh, as of the recording right now, we have about a week till Christmas. Yep. Uh, what? When do you start celebrating? Or when you were a kid, when did you start celebrating? Did, you, did the uh, festivities roll out? Did you guys have Christmas Eve parties? Man, we had like gatherings of people. We never had like parties. Like we would, we would have uh, family over or just a few friends and stuff. It was never like more than ten people. Okay. Like you mean like exchanging gifts, that sort of thing. Well, I mean, if you did something on Christmas Eve, what was it? Well, for us, we uh, since we were so close with our next door neighbors uh, on the one side more than the other, uh, we would always kind of get together. Fuck those other guys, exactly. (laughs) We were friends with them, but they were richy rich. So we would get together with the ones uh, on the other side, usually on on Christmas Mm -hmm. Eve, and have a little get together. Same thing with New Year's. You know, we'd go over there and and have like hors d'oeuvres and. Um, spend time together and exchange gifts. And sometimes we uh, go to like, you know, one of the extended families, like the aunts or the uncles, um, if we weren't going out of town. Um, but if we went out of town, like at my grandma's house, the big thing was, you know, the, the cousins and the aunts and the uncles would all be there. And on Christmas Eve, we'd all um, go to church for, for Christmas Eve service. And then we'd come back and play like board games and eat pie and, 
and just stay up late and talk and joke. And it was always it was always a good time. It was a good family time, you know. Yeah, we uh, we would get together at my uh, my grandmother's house out in Chicago <clears throat> and start with Christmas there. And we would we'd have a dinner, and you would get some presents. You would get like uh, usually it was like most of the stuff was from grandma and grandpa because we were at their house and we weren't going to see them to the end of the day the next day. Uh, but we would have you know have the dinner and uh, it would be up at the apartment that they lived in over in Chicago and to their to the last day they continually had one of these old school uh, yeah aluminum like the aluminum foil trees where it was like the the plastic with the little uh, white interspersed with uh, shiny foil in there huh yeah I never never understood the aluminum foil trees yeah I never quite got that either. We never had one of the. We never had like the Charlie Brown aluminum trees where it was just like a big upside down ice cream cone, right, with the pole in the middle. Yeah, dun, yeah. Dun. yeah. We never had one of those. Thinking about like Christmas Eve was never really a thing for my family. Uh, I mean, occasionally there would be a church attendance, at least with my mom, but really Christmas Day always started with us opening presents at the house uh, under the tree. Uh, that would be the bulk of our presents for the day. Then we'd get in the car and usually we'd head to my dad's extended family first and just kind of drop in, say hi to everybody because the main event would be dinner at my uncle's house on uh, my mom's side uh, where grandma would be there, uh, aunts and uncles, cousins. Uh, we'd have dinner usually parked in the side on the kid's table and then sit around in a circle out by the tree after uh, the adults had had time to talk for a while and maybe have dessert and the kids play video games or whatever. And then we'd sit around and uh, open our gifts there. What about you, Pat? Uh, some years we would go up to Missouri to be with most of the family. Sometimes uh, we'd go to Little Rock where my aunt lived and be with her family. And But most of the time we stayed home and it was just – the four of us, my sister and my parents. And we'd, you know, we'd, we'd open, we got to the point where we would open one gift on Christmas Eve and then we'd open all the rest of them Christmas morning. And, and then my mom, well, usually my mom and I would make some kind of big dinner for everybody. Nice. Yeah. Now that was something we did too, depending on the situation where it was, uh, I watch my go. You can, you can pick one package to open tonight. Yep, that was and that was always a hard decision. See which one sounds never, the best. Yeah, we never did that. My uh, uh, the night before on Christmas Eve, my uh, which is a tradition that's carried over in, into my family now, is uh, my mom would always get us and the cousins if we were all together. Uh, we'd get a new pair of pajamas for that night, and there there's a quite a few pictures out there of all of us lined up with new pairs of pajamas for Christmas Eve, um, <laughs> wearing them all. Uh, side by side, you know, lined up by age. And I remember specifically one year, the pajamas that they bought, um, the the picture, like it had a, you know, like a graphic on it, like a Star Wars kind of thing, you know, like, or whatever it was. And I think it was race cars, actually. But the, the graphic was on the back. And I just, I wanted it on the front. I wanted to see it on the front. So I made my mom uh, help me turn around the pajama front so that the picture was on the front. And so in the picture, all the cousins and my brother are facing so you can see the back of the pajamas and you're seeing them from behind, but I'm facing front because mine is on the front. <laughs> <laughs> and I just insisted that I, I was like probably like seven or eight. 
But so you wore it like a straight jacket? Kind of. I mean, it worked, <laughs> but the buttons were in the back, and everybody thought it was the funniest thing because I was insisted that the graphic had to be in the front because that was the best part of it, man. But we didn't open presents till Christmas Day for us. Yeah. We did uh, Christmas now. Christmas morning. You know when? When did the? What's the earliest that you guys have ever been up? Oh. Uh, before <laughs> kids or after? Kids? No, we're, you know, we're yeah, we're talking. We're talking then. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, see, when when I was a kid, uh, we never really started that early that I remember. It was probably like seven. I would say at the earliest because my you know none of our parents took any of that garbage. They're like, you sleep in until it's time to get up. We get up and kind of rifle through the presents and shake them and kind of see what was there. But it was a very organized thing. Like presents were never just here's your presents and all of a sudden they're open in five minutes. It was like one by one people open their presents by age, including the adults, until they were all gone. So Christmas would take an hour or two because everybody, you know, had to open their presents. And Yeah, that's how we did it too. Yeah, yeah. Everybody – we, somebody would be designated as the Santa, and they would have to put the hat and the beard on, and they would be the one to yep. go keep going back and forth to the tree to bring presents to everybody. And then one at a time, you open your presents. Wow, we yeah. divvied oh, them up ahead. and jumped in. Yeah, I, th- I I think I was somewhere in between Mike's freeform Tasmanian Christmas <laughs> and uh, you guys with all of the like rules and regulations, where we had it semi structured. But of course, usually the bulk of our presents was just me, my brother, and our parents. And I kind of think that like the worst Christmas is when you hit a got to be somewhere between 12 and 14. The first year you don't get a whole bunch of toys. <laughs> yeah. Like you start getting some clothes. Yeah. And you probably have gone down from getting, I don't know, between seven and a dozen packages to getting like two. <laughs> yeah. How shitty that feels the first year that happens. Yeah. But you get, I've discovered, and at least with my family, making that transition, I want to say from like the 11, 11 to 13, you get more envelopes. Right. And then you discover envelopes are awesome gifts. Yeah, that's true. See, I didn't think, maybe I just missed out on that part of the deal. <sighs> I got screwed there. Because, especially for someone like me who never stopped being interested in toys. It was just like uh, the first year it happened. I was just like, man, I just Christmas sucks because <laughs> <laughs> because no. now I'm too old for it. Now we um again with the Christmas morning thing. Like once the earliest we ever got up, I remember there was one year that my brother was sick and my mom was up with him, giving him medicine, Vic, you know, rubbing him down with Vicks and all that. And uh, he was up, and she just decided to wake everybody up. And it was like four in the morning. Jeez. <clears throat> but she – and she's – she remember she you know my mom. She's crafty. She would she, – I think she hid the clocks in the living room, woke everybody <laughs> up for Christmas. We all went out there. We're like, hey, Christmas. She had coffee. Hey, Christmas. Unwrap everything. And then we were going to go to Christmas service. And we're like, oh, okay, okay. Well, how much time do we have to go to Christmas service? And mom was like, you got like three hours. <laughs> like, what is it with your mom and messing with clocks? I don't – she's <laughs> – what is it? You know what? It's like the third story where, uh, yeah, mom changed the clocks to fool everybody. You know what? Uh, I think? She's just a psychological terrorist. She <laughs> pretty much is. She pretty much is. I mean, it's it's pe- people wonder why I'm so jumpy now. You know, <laughs> it's like you never because you just never you know. Got a high alert all the time around yeah, her. Pretty much. You got you got to be on yellow alert all the time. Um, <laughs> That's why Mike has 37 clocks in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it was, you know, just, uh, you know, then it was like, oh, God, you know, like I got my, you know, my gifts and well, I'm going to go back to bed for a little bit. And, you know, but then they make breakfast. Uh, then we go to, you know, have church service, you know, if we were going that year. And then we go to go to 
my dad's side of the family. And that was the organized gift giving, you know, where somebody would hand out the presents, you would unwrap them, which was one of my more awkward uh, gifts because I had asked for, in, in 1984, I had asked for Van Halen's 1984 album and was hoping for it in cassette tape. And uh, got that. I think I talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, you know, unwrapped it, and my grandmother had given me the uh, my and my grandma, my dad's side. Well, I loved her to death. She was more like the the I don't say strict, but more the proper grandma. But she had bought me 1984, and I unwrapped it and peeled it back. And the first picture is that that angel having a cigarette. And they're like, "Oh, that's awkward. Flip it over. Oh, there's a half naked David Lee Roth. Oh, flip it over. Oh, there's the angel again. Oh, flip it over." It was like it was just like like. Thank you very much. Put it in under the couch, you know that sort of thing, you know. And she, but she was cool with it. She was like, I, you know, I don't know what it is. He wants it. They got it. But, uh, but some the, of that crazy rock and roll stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that rock music. But I'll tell you, the Christmas lunches that we had, we had like a brunch type lunch type dinner thing at her house. That was the grandma that made the pastries, mm. and she started cooking. I swear on the fifteenth, because oh. there was pies everywhere, pies and cakes and cookies and meringues and just she just let loose with that and that was amazing and everybody would fall into a coma shortly afterwards <laughs> see that sounds very familiar because my grandma who lived in nebraska when we would go visit it's same thing you know it, it, as soon as we got there there was three to five pies different kinds of pies there was an angel food cake there was a on christmas day there was a turkey there was a ham there was all the side dishes there was you know bags of chips everywhere there there was you know uh, unlimited coke and pepsi and whatever else to drink i mean it was just i mean every time i'd go it was at least a five pound gain guaranteed for a two-day three-day weekend maybe at most every single time yeah so does that is that was that your favorite present or just kind of a weird (sighs) thing that your grandma that was that was just that was my favorite present i mean it's not the one that's one that sticks out for that morning right well Uh, let's transition to that question yeah what's everyone's favorite gift genesis second genesis baby what year was that how old were you the year Genesis came out. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know what, like, uh, was this like 12, 13 or younger? I don't know. It was it was the, I don't know, let me look that up. Uh, it was a year that it came out, and they had, my, my, my parents were cool in the fact that it, they, uh, you know, they would, they were down, they knew what was down on the cool stuff. That was 88, it looks like. 88, okay. Yeah, it came out in October, and they managed to score one. And it's the old one that had, like, the volume knob on the side, the volume slider. <clears throat> um because they got me came with altered beast? Was, altered beast yeah it was the altered beast pack in and they got me fantasy star 3 for the other game and uh and sega sonic the hedgehog also but fantasy star 3 i love rpgs so it was just kind of like plug it in put it in tune out i was <laughs> i was on that for the entire morning what about you josh well like thinking about it, the present the both surprised me the most and i got the most use out of was probably my original nes mainly because my mom was kind of anti-video games and i didn't think i was ever getting one mm. but that's not the one i remember best uh the gift i remember best was i i had almost everything from the mad scientist toy line And the year I got the Monster Lab, the Monster Lab was so badass. Basically, the Mad Scientist Monster Lab, you have this tank uh, with all of these Mad Scientist-looking things, and then you have two skeletons to build monsters out of, and a container of monster flesh, which is like this green Play-Doh-type putty, and living ice, which was a more translucent uh, like bluish uh, putty that you could put on the skeleton. And there were little plastic claws and eyes and teeth. Oh, that's neat. And then uh, there are two packets. 
Uh, one was the froth formula, and yeah. the other was the dissolving compound. And basically, you drop your monster into the tank, which is filled with water, pour in the froth formula, which I guess was basically just baking soda. And then you'd pour in the dissolving compound, which was citric acid, huh. and the tank would start bubbling like crazy, and you would see all of the flesh melt off of your monster. And, like, the eye would float to the top, and the claws would be free-floating. That's so cool, man. And that's one of the things, like, I, I remember Dissect an Alien. I remember the Monster Lab Escape board game. But, like, the one that really stuck with me was the Monster Lab, because that was, that was the big toy. And that was such a different time for that stuff because early on, especially when uh, in the mid 70s, early 80s, uh, there was a lot of that where like Migo monsters, like they made the monsters to be the heroes or they made them to be accessible to kids. Not like, uh, well, Freddy Krueger even so much later. But I remember, I don't remember where I got it, but I just remember I had a, a design of monster. Um, it was like a, a board and he had different pieces that were plastic that were like the top, bottom and middle section of okay. different monsters. And you would put them together in random order and then you'd rub uh, on on a piece of paper you'd rub like a crayon or pencil over the top of it and then it would create the monster on that piece of paper because you're you're it's like uh, it's like a rubbing you know where you've got a raised a raised oh uh, yeah yeah thing and it would create the image on there so you could create your own monsters like one was a lizard or vampire or werewolf and i remember loving that thing but i don't know that it was a christmas i've never heard of any of this stuff ties really? in really talking yeah, really? about because there was a lot of that stuff then uh, and the mad scientist toy line was different basically because it was not just a gross out toy but there was this delightfully like almost evil kind of thing going on where you're making your creations and you're effectively torturing them to death right you're destroying them that's yeah. something you could not get away with today um, no, I would, well, that was I would that, think not. There was that weird time also, because, like, the gross-out toys were huge back then. I mean, even more so than now. Because remember Mad Balls? Oh, yeah. I had those. those. Yeah. It was a different time. I mean, look at Wacky Packages or Garbage Pail Kids, you know, all that stuff. It was it was all uh, acceptable. There wasn't all these parent groups to say, you know, our kids are going to turn out to be horrible people. And so they got away with that. And that was that was a big thing for a long time, from the mid-early 70s or mid-70s through the late 80s i would say maybe even early 90s yeah i was gonna say because uh the monster lab would have been 86 i would have been 10 yeah and then they sort of slowly started to kind of phase that stuff out huh. <laughs> um well i i guess i'll throw in my two cents here best present i it, i'm torn here a little bit because the one of them that i wanted to mention ties in with a question that i posted in the chat for for later or in the notes for later but in 93, my parents got me uh, a Discman and the Flaming Lips Transmission from a Satellite Heart CD. And I remember listening to that nonstop on that headset. And it just was like the greatest thing ever because that's a great album for, for, for the, the production on it, like all the sounds and things going on. It's just a really well-produced record and it just all the way around. But if you're talking earlier, mm. it, it would have been when I got the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. I, 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 I've never got any really big Star Wars toys other than that. Uh, it was always the figures, if anything. But when I got that one, I just... And, and what I was saying it ties in with is that I remember the night before on Christmas Eve going down to the basement for something. And I feel like we've told the story before, but um, there was a garbage bag down there with the toys in it. And inside the garbage bag uh, that hadn't been wrapped yet was the Millennium Falcon. And when I got it the next day, it was my Santa present. Oh, that's cool. So I realized that Santa was not real <gasps> because of that. Either that or Santa is the garbage man. Right. So it's kind of a – that's why I've got the Santa's eyes. No, it's one of those weird tie-ins where 
not only was it like the best present I got, but it also killed, effectively killed my childhood in a way. So. Oh yeah, spoilers. Santa's not real. <laughs> yeah, I want to get right back to that topic after we hear about uh, you guys' favorite presents, or maybe it's just Pat now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, mine. Mine as a child, it was uh, the Millennium Falcon, obviously. Because um, anytime you get that for Christmas, that's the best Christmas ever. Oh yeah. Um, oh. But as an adult, my my best gift ever as an adult um, doesn't actually go into the now. It was uh, my ex Angela was very good at gift giving, um, and the year that I decided I wanted to take poker seriously and try to become a semi pro, which obviously tanked miserably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she bought me uh, thirteen poker books that year as just one of my gifts and put them all in a box. So oh, that nice. was pretty cool. Obviously, I didn't learn anything from them, but Aww. you learned how to read. <laughs> no, I already knew that. That was that was already in the old that, Pat. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> All right. So Joel has uh, talked a little bit about how he found out Santa wasn't real. Um, I, I could tell you, I, I can remember the year that uh, we figured it out. And it was weird because, like, I had the bottom bunk uh, and my brother had the top bunk in a room. Like, I I didn't have my own room for many years. And uh, I can remember him asking about whether whether or not I thought Santa was real. And for a lot of times, uh, for many years before I figured out it was just mom and dad, I had this theory that Santa Claus was like a service that was provided by the community. What? That like your parents would pay a Santa bill every year. What? And Santa would be a delivery service for presents. <laughs> Who are you? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was. He belongs to the office of Santa. <laughs> The government office of Santa. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like like the garbage man or the mailman or something like that, but I, I thought that was the way it worked. Is that it obviously couldn't be a magical fat man that uh, flew around the world every year and came down chimneys, but that there was something to this whole Santa thing since everybody was in on it. And I blew right past the most simple explanation was it was just mom and dad writing Santa on the packages, and I had this elaborate though like there's this office of. Santa Claus, and it was yeah some sort of service that was provided to families. That's freaking awesome! So you made it like a government, uh, like the DMV. Yeah, yeah. In my mind, it was that's that's the way it was, and uh, uh, just a bunch of bureaucrats. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I I think I've continued in that uh, line of thinking, like come up with the incredibly creative, elaborate solution and blow right past the simple answer that is almost certainly correct. I'll have to agree with you on that. (laughs) (laughs) Now we, um, I don't remember when I learned, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of fuzzy on me. I don't, I don't remember this big reveal, but I think I kind of got tipped off when, uh, my, I was being babysat by my great grandmother back when we still lived in Chicago and <clears throat> I was running around the house and trying, you know, my great great grandma's trying to keep me, you know, occupied. And she goes into the closet to get something and sees this pile of toys unwrapped and was like, Oh, well, this'll keep him occupied. There's a shitload of toys in here. Now w- Christmas is a week away. My mom is at work. <laughs> so when she comes home from work, there's little Michael. Did you know all this stuff was in the closet? <laughs> like, I had like a toy golf set, like that little Fisher Price golf set with the big old chunky plastic uh, golf things. I mean, just and everything was scattered around the house, and I was in this like, like 
furor foaming at the mouth at all these toys. And my mom, <laughs> from what I hear, uh, almost killed good grandma because all that Christmas shopping that imagine all the Christmas shopping that you do for your kids and then suddenly it's blown out a week yeah, before a week Christmas. before Christmas you got to either do it all over again or just be like what well, Christmas is early so I guess I kind of started putting putting together then but when my brother first started saying that there was no Santa Claus you know how much we love to screw with him <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so still do what do you mean there's no Santa Claus? You know, I'm 10 years older than him. So I'm like, of course there's a Santa Claus. Why would there not be? No, I'm pretty sure there's no Santa Claus. So I was like, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to get the video camera, that gigantic black shoulder box. We're going to set it up in the living room. We're going to catch Santa Claus coming to the house and putting down presents. So we set it up. My dad dressed up as Santa Claus and then came in with the pack over his shoulder, put down all the presents, took the cookies. And the next morning... We watched it before opening the presents. Let's see if we caught Santa Claus and put it in there. And oh, look at that! And my and Matthew's face just was like, "Oh shit, there he is!" You know, because he was, you know, I was in the teens. He was maybe like seven or eight years old at this time, and he's just like, "Oh man!" And I'm, I looked. I remember looking at him going, "And you said he wasn't real." And you can <laughs> see the look in his face was just like, "Shit!" <laughs> you know, like, like. There may not be any presents under the tree for me. There may, and you know, of course, he got everything. But it was that, just that brief moment of, oh my god, I've made, I have made such a mistake. <laughs> Surprise! Your dad didn't dress up as Krampus or something. Oh, well. <laughs> with Matthew, yeah, you, RoboCop bringing <laughs> yeah, see, we had RoboCop show up and dress up as Santa Claus. RoboClaus. What about uh, traditions? Got any uh, strangeness that goes on? We used to take the turkey carcass. And, uh, <laughs> Screw you! No, the, the biggest tradition we had at my my grandma's house uh, when we would still go there was we had uh, the happiness box. And I know we've talked about this before. Did too, they put but you in the happiness box? No, I relabeled the 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 porn collection, the happiness box in college. But the real original Wait, happiness box. What? Yeah, you don't remember that? No, I'm just wondering why he had the happiness box at Christmas. No, this was a the original, the legitimate one that was just gifts. It wasn't oh, okay. Um, where my grandma would have a a big box in the corner of of one of the rooms, and when you got to, to her house, if you brought a white elephant gift, you would put it in that box, and it would fill up. I mean, that thing would be full more presents in there than there was under the tree usually. And after Christmas, after, you know, lunch and everything, we do the happiness box. Same method, you know, oldest to youngest or youngest to oldest. Take one present at a time, open it. And then if you wanted to steal something from somebody, you could and you'd miss your turn. Um, or you take whatever was there. And th- we did that for so many years. And I can't tell you how many crappy things I got. The one thing I remember the most distinctly, because my cousins thought they were hilarious, um, was that they had electric toilet paper. And I can't even begin to say how dangerous that sounds. Electric toilet paper consisted of a corn cob with a, a plug attached to it. And it was in a package that they bought at like a convenience store or something. So you plugged it in and you could... Yeah. Die. <laughs> Possibly. It took us three hours to get the smile off his face. But yeah, the happiness <laughs> box was, uh, was our biggest family tradition that we always had. We, I don't know in the way of traditions, but, you know, was always putting up the Christmas tree was always like an, a whole night thing. Had a nice dinner, got the tree up, which was for the longest time was an artificial tree. Old, you know, looked like little... Uh, where the 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 part the parts that with the green greenery look like uh, something that we'd use to clean out baby bottles. Yep, <laughs> you know yep. that sort of thing. Uh, 
And we had the thing is we've got Chris we've got Christmas ornaments going back years. I mean just like old school nineteen fifties type stuff too. Yep, so same here. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it was just a matter of, you know, who what more more tradition wise it was like, you know, who got to put up which ornament. You know, I had some of my ornaments that were uh you know, that were you know, ones that I had gotten for Christmas, my mom was really big into getting, like, if you got one Christmas ornament and there was a theme of them, you got them all. You know, so there was, like, all these little birds ornaments that we had and that sort of thing. But traditionally, that was, like, the putting up the Christmas tree was an all-night All the different thing. mini bird carcasses for the yes, tree. Yes, we had little dead sparrows and little dead wrens. <laughs> and... And if you don't understand that, go back and listen to the to the Thanksgiving episode, and it'll make not much more sense, but a little more sense. <laughs> that was one of the best realizations I've had on this show so far. <laughs> so, what about you guys? You know, I pretty much I, already went. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I pretty much already went over my family's traditions. We would sit, you know, and and do the presents one at a time. Um, that was pretty much the main tradition. Everything else was always just off the cuff. I mean, we were free to do whatever we wanted after the presents and after we ate. Oh. Oftentimes, uh, especially if my aunts were in town, my mom would want to drive around and look at all the lights. And that was just infuriating as a teenager <laughs> because they would always make me drive them. And just like just listening to, you know, a bunch of as a teenager, just listening to the four old ladies, just, you know, oh, look at this house. Oh, turn down here. Oh, look at that one. Oh. It's so pretty. Look at the luminaries. Yeah, like uh, how many times did you but, get lost? <laughs> Turn here. So yeah, that was. I guess that was part of the tradition, especially if if all my mom's sisters were in town. Uh, from 1987 on, uh, like most of our traditions, like Pat said, were related to the day itself and presence. But uh, from 87 on. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the claymation Christmas celebration with the uh, California raisins. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, we ended up uh, not only watching it, but recording it the first <clears throat> year and ended up watching it every year until the tape like didn't work anymore. Nice. Uh, t- to this day, some Christmas carols I remember as the more soulful, like almost Motown California raisins versions. <laughs> I don't know if that's better or worse. Well, like the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was like a cover of the Temptations version of Rudolph. Oh, that's cool then. Yeah. It's on it's on YouTube. Um, and I think if I'm seeing this right, you can get it on. Yeah, you can buy it on Amazon on DVD or whatever. Nice. It made it to DVD. Nice. Plus, it's got Halloween and Easter celebrations as well for Will Vinton's Claymation Christmas. So maybe I'll have to introduce that tradition back into your current life. Nice. Suzanne's it, family's big on the uh, Animaniacs Christmas. Nothing wrong with that. Never seen either one of those. Really? Yeah. Oh, the Animaniacs one was pretty good. Who are you, Pat? <laughs> so, uh, anything crazy happen at Christmas time? Um, I have one memory that I don't know that it's crazy, but it sticks out uh, <clears throat> as a as a, a a different one. I remember one Christmas where this was after my grandmother had passed, and we didn't go to Nebraska anymore. Um, that Christmas Day, my mom didn't want to cook, and and we were just kind of doing real loose kind of Christmas morning and we went out to a Chinese restaurant and had our Christmas dinner there. And uh, yeah, just like in the movies. Yeah. And they had the tree with the little uh, takeout boxes hanging from it and they were all very excited to have anybody in the restaurant. That is so weird because although it didn't start until I was probably uh, 18 or 19, maybe even maybe even later, uh, my dad and brother and his wife, they, they've been doing that 
it was even when I moved back there, that had started. And oh, same thing, Christmas Eve dinner. I was always at a Chinese food restaurant. Huh. Hmm. Haven't done that. Um, my <clears throat> my one memory that stands out was actually one of my one of the hardest laughs I've ever had in my life, and it's I've tried several different times to describe this to people to explain just how funny it was, and it really you, you had to be there. And it was the only two people that were there were my father and I, and we decided in our infinite wisdom that when we it was time to put the artificial tree away, why don't we just go to Sam's Club or Costco or you know whatever it was that we went to and buy. One of those giant, you know, industrial commercial saran wrap type things, you know, the the cellophane, and just wrap the tree up with all the lights on it and all the ornaments, and then next year we just cut it off. Ta-da! Tree's done. We don't have to do it again. We're like, yeah, great idea. Could not have been a worse idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was catastrophic to say <laughs> the best about it. I mean. Not only was it just impossible to do, but every single time we got anywhere near the tree, like it would just force the saran wrap into like little ropes instead of like, you know, it wouldn't go against it flat. It just kept curling it up on itself. Like you, you could get maybe one round around before the beginning of it started like collapsing on itself. And it just didn't matter how many ways, how many times we tried to do it. We just, I mean, by the end, we were crying. We were laughing so hard because we're just, what made us think that this was a great idea? We just wasted five hours of our lives trying to do this. And man, it was funny. And we just ended up throwing it in a box and just throwing it in the attic. <laughs> the saran wrap? And it's still with, there. With some to of the saran day. wrap still wrapped around it and everything. And we just never touched that tree again until, <laughs> until we sold the house. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. This tree's done. Yeah. <laughs> Traditional <laughs> ornaments? Fuck it. <laughs> We took the ornaments off and left the lights on and just threw the tree in the attic. We're like, we'll get new lights. <laughs> I, I, I just see your dad like closing the closing the attic and you're like, we will never speak of this again. <laughs> exactly. So that was one of my favorite Christmas memories. I mean, we were crying laughing. It was just wow. I I remember one year at my aunt's house where the my grandfather and the uncles were all playing poker and drinking, which strangely goes hand in hand. And uh, my grandfather lost his car to my uncle and then to- and then tried in, in an attempt to win the car back threw my grandmother into the pot <laughs> and then lost my grandmother <laughs> and was just like, hey, you're going home with Joey tonight. You know, and she's like, what the hell? What's going on? It was just like, but it was funny because it's like the guy, the, all the all the guys would be in the basement playing poker and drinking, and all the women would be upstairs playing. Uh, what's that? That dice game? Craps? No, the other one. Uh, Farkle. Uh, ship Captain Crew. Farkle. And oh, past, Farkle. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, they'd be playing that and drinking. So, and you know, in the meantime, the kids would either be like, you know, playing with their toys, or in some cases with the older kids, just watching everything fall apart. But uh, a lot, of, a lot of that in my family. <clears throat> but. Um, I'm trying to think of anything like really crazy happening, but I can't. I mean, that's a sliding scale for me. Sure. I, so I went to uh, my ex Sarah's family's Christmas one time uh, when we were in college up in Wisconsin, and they had a little poker tournament, and I beat all of them and took all the money, and they didn't seem too happy about the outsider winning. <laughs> Thanks. You're not bring. as bad as you thought. <laughs> well, yeah. I can. Uh, <clears throat> I, yeah. Don't get me started. Yeah. So. Uh, what else we got? Well, uh, what about specific uh, decorations and the tree itself? Like, uh, do you guys remember uh, s- certain things that you guys had to put up around the house, whether that's lights or – in my family, for example, there was a ceramic Christmas tree that always went in the window that had like colored lights screwed into it with a light bulb in the middle. Oh, yeah. We had that too. And I know there, there was like a little village – 
that would get set up with like little houses, and then it, uh, my mom would put snow, fake snow down, and some of the various houses would be lit up. Yeah. yeah, I have one of those little villages that my father used to set up all the time. I actually set it up the other night with my niece just as a kind of a remembrance to my dad. So oh, neat. It's downstairs right now, and amazingly enough, my cat has not messed with it <laughs> right yet. Now I'm waiting to hear the crash in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he's got – I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding. He's got – he had a good 50 different buildings Wow! Wow! Yeah, it's a huge. I should take a picture of it. It's a huge setup. That's nuts. I How about you, Joel? Oh, I was just going to say I couldn't fit all the buildings that he had onto the the map thing that I had to, that I put out. Huh? What about you, Joel? What about what are we talking about? I'm sorry, you're kind oh. of skyping out. Traditional decorations. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I said. Going back to the Star Wars episode. Yeah, he's uh, he's back in the cantina, I guess. I'm just having a hard time hearing. Um, like traditions, you said? No, decorations. Decorations. <laughs> oh. Like, I thought we talked about that. Right? It was great radio, uh, Decorations. Folks. We had, I mean, we had a plastic tree growing up, a fake one, that was like you were talking about with the baby bottle brushes that had colored tips on it that was always felt like it was rusted out, but it wasn't, that uh, I used to have to drag out of the attic to put up. Um. Same thing with my my grand uh, grandmother's house. We never had a real tree, um, but other holiday decorations. There was never really anything specific um, that we had out, other than the the, the fake tree. Hmm. It was always just kind of your standard ornaments and whatnot. Ah, uh, the old whatnot. Yes, you know, the old whatnot. Did anybody do real trees? We did every now and then. We, I mean. <clears throat> We would have fake trees for a couple of years, and then my dad would get tired of having a fake tree and want a real tree. So we'd do a real tree for a couple of years, and you get tired of that, and you go back. To, so, yeah, we about every five years, we change trees. Yeah, I don't remember ever having a real tree growing up. We did the whole um, the traditional burn the tree on New Year's Eve thing, too, when we got the real trees. What? Yeah. You How, how did that go? I mean, Not in the house. Like, you take it out, and you take it somewhere, and you well, burn I'm it. Pretty, okay, apparently I'm out of the loop on this one did either of you two a joel josh you ever do this one i do i think we had a real tree like once thought it was a massive pain in the ass and threw it out i've heard of this happening but uh i i didn't think it was all that common i mean the closest i've ever come is we had i trimmed the tree once like to make to get it to fit and through all for some reason or another i thought it was a good idea to take all the pieces that I had trimmed and toss them in the fireplace. And then when I made a fire later, it went really fast. Yeah, and probably <laughs> smoky. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a bad idea all around. But no, I never burned the whole tree down. No, uh-uh. <clears throat> I, I can clearly remember our Christmas tree uh, because it was basically uh, a central frame that was almost like a pole that had holes that uh, were color-coded. And then the individual branches... Uh, had like twisted wire at the edge and the edge of the wire would be painted to match the hole it was supposed to kind of screw into. Yeah, we had that same tree. Yeah, same so yeah, you you just kind of ratchet each piece in and it looked terrible until it was done and then when it was done it actually looked like a real tree. You'd have to like pull the leaves out, or pull the branches out to make it look fuller and everything. Yep. yep. That's the one. Yep, yep. Same here. <clears throat> cool. And you're right, it always looked bad until you put the decorations on. And it always made your hands all smelly and weird looking. 
So, you know, my grandfather on my dad's side had a, had a live tree, but he would go out, buy a tree, and then cut off half the branches. And so it was almost... Just to teach it a lesson? I, apparently. <laughs> he would only cut them off on the right-hand side. Uh, no, he would... He had, but the thing is, he had a lot of really cool ornaments. So he would, like, stagger the branches so that way you would be able to see the, see the ornaments better. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done that before, like, place the ornaments inside the tree and all around, you know. Yeah. So I could see that. It was yeah. kind of, it was like, it was almost like it, you know, he, he trimmed off about half of them and then he, then we put it up, so. But, uh, we've reached a point where we think we can, uh, take a break and then jump to, to the now. Yeah, talk about, uh, Christmas, what it's been like in the, like, college and post-college up to being adults. Those of us with families and or kids, what it's like now. Yeah, let's do that. We'll be back in a little bit. everybody we are back to talk about the now of the christmas uh christmas show those of us with kids those of us without kids how we're uh handling the christmas time nowadays so uh let's start with uh josh you are actually celebrating christmas in a brand new house it's true this year how uh how's that going um i mean i don't think we're gonna do a whole lot of christmas stuff here uh traditionally we've been spending one holiday with uh my family and one with sarah's uh and it's kind of gotten to the point where it's almost always been thanksgiving with uh her parents and then uh christmas over at my dad's have christmas dinner there do presents uh, we'll probably exchange gifts here, but since we always host for the New Year's Eve party, which I talked about in our New Year's episode, uh, a lot of the big gift exchange actually happens then, since uh, we tend to do a gift exchange with all of the friends. Okay. And, and in fact, frequently, we'll do a lot of our shopping in between Christmas and New Year's, since I'll, we'll get something for each other, something for my dad, the nephews and nieces, and then, like, my brother and his wife. But most of our Christmas shopping is actually after the event itself. Huh. huh. Interesting. What about you, Pat? What do you got going on this year? Uh, my mother's coming to town from Little Rock. Oh, neat. Yeah. Is that a nor- I mean, is that a traditional thing where you get together with her on the... Uh, lately, it's been... I usually go up to Little Rock for any of the holidays because there's you know it's easier for me to go to her than her to come down here. But my sister hasn't gone up there in a while, so she wants to come down and see her grandchildren. So she's going to come here. Very cool. Yeah, it'd be the first. It's the first Christmas we're all going to be together without Dad, so probably not going to be overly fun. But it's going to be. Uh, we're going to try and start some new tradition stuff. Right. I was going to say that's a good. That's good though. It's a good way to kind of. Are you going to drive them around to see the lights? <laughs> <laughs> that's just my mom coming, so probably not. <laughs> Did you buy some more Saran wrap? <laughs> Funny story, actually. Just used oh. up the last bit of that roll of Saran wrap uh, on the truck. Like last last week, that's hilarious. <laughs> that that the role of Saran Rep was in the family for like ten years. <laughs> what was its name? Sam Serrani. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> wow, I had a longer relationship with that role of Saran Rep than most of my girlfriends. <laughs> Actually, oh my, oh shit, all oh my girlfriends. Okay, yourself. Yeah, let's not go down this alley. No, <laughs> that's like, a different show. All right, so never happened. <clears throat> So in the last, let's say, you know, we're talking about 2000s, you know, what, uh, like Joel, we've gone from no kids to ton of kids for us. What, what, how did Christmas start out with you when you first, you know, just first uh, started the family, but then to what what you got the kid going on with the kids? Uh, You know, originally back 
in the early days, like when in you know the the two thousands when it was still just us, it was usually um, spent either traveling to one of the other families, uh, either in laws or my side. Um, but you know, even then, it was kind of real simplified. I mean, there was maybe a kind of like Josh was talking about, like a gift exchange between the the existing uh, in laws, and you know, but this is before everybody had a bunch of kids and all that. So you know, you gave a gift to your brother or your sister in law or whatever. Um, but then over the years, as the families have all started to expand and people having kids, it's gotten less about gift giving to your brother or sister and in laws to giving to their kids to having now it's to the point where it's like we okay well i'll get one we'll have a drawing you know so you're giving one gift to this kid and i'll give one gift to this kid and and it becomes kind of a because there's just too many you know you can't buy for everybody otherwise you're going to go broke yeah we do we do homemade gifts for each other and then like for the adults and then for the kids you know we get everybody gets one one present across the board from uh, from everybody else yeah i don't know if you guys have or if you have this at at their school but at at the kids school they've got like a a holiday store and so the kids can buy and you know they're just little tchotchkes but no we don't you know it's a chance to to get pick something out on their own and they don't have to go out that gives them kind of a sense of independence they don't have to go to the store and have the other parent with them to to find something they can just go figure out something on their own yeah we don't we don't have that at our school but it's it's strictly you know gift given to the kids anymore and that's that's it i mean you really don't occasionally get stuff for yourself from my from my mom or mom or <clears throat> plural um but even buying stuff for ourselves anymore it's just about getting stuff for the kids yeah see i've i I enjoy being that uncle, <laughs> like getting getting the present that's going to raise as much hell as possible, which is honestly, I get that from my mom, because like one year, uh, she got everybody Nerf guns, <laughs> which just, I mean, you, I mean, complete chaos. And that was the best part about it was that like, there's Nerf bullets flying all over the place. I mean, because there's 15 of us with Nerf, you know, just darts going all over. And then my dad, who's overly concerned that something's going to get shot and knocked off and broken and that sort of thing. And... He walks into the living room. He's like, all right, I think we need to calm this down. And that one dart comes out. And you know my father's head is kind of shiny. <laughs> yeah. And one dart out of the blue hits him right in the forehead and stuck for half <laughs> a second. And then all hell broke loose. <laughs> just- see, I could see your mom being one of those people that she like wanders down to Chinatown and buys a mogwai. You yeah, know, I could see her giving that as a gift. Well, see that that actually has been my kind of thing too because I like you know with my uh, my brother in law, he's got five kids, and I'm you know been trying to see you know what can I get that'll just like raise as much hell as possible, and I have never beaten it. But the best we ever had was we went to Sam's Club once when uh, years ago and uh, found they had two player packs of uh laser tag guns so nice. it was like and it was cool it was like there was goggles there was the gun there was a, a scope and all this like a like a full battle set for two people in each one so we bought enough to fill up for all the kids so <clears throat> that year my five nephews and nieces on my brother's side brother-in-law's side and the two on my other my sister-in-law's side all got ner- all got laser tag guns including my girls and it was a smaller house that we were celebrating in then and I got a brick of batteries, set them all up, there you go, and then just let them run loose. (laughs) And my father-in-law was like, he's going around, he's just like, why don't we put on a movie for the kids? I think they should all sit down and watch the movie. I think that would be a great idea. And I'm just going to like, David, you've lost. There's no there's no calming them down. You've got seven kids running around the house playing laser tag. It's, you know, until they're asleep, this is what it's going to be. 
Uh, I got him on GameCube one year, which was pretty fun. Uh, you know, just I like I like being you know that uncle on that side of the that side of the uh, the family. Yeah, if you want to raise hell, you really got to focus on things that make noise. <clears throat> oh yeah, oh yeah. So I figured the noise with the fact that they're shooting at each other was a good balance. You know, because yeah. you know, because like you've got this the... year drums for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that would be a great idea. <laughs> drums and paint. <laughs> paint <laughs> on the drum and beat. Got paint drums. Here's your here's your blue man group set starter set. So, do you have any traditions that you're uh, that you're starting up now for anybody? Uh, well, I've, as I mentioned earlier, I carried over the the pajama thing, so you know that's that's a thing. Christmas Eve, the the one present you get to open is new pajamas. So on Christmas Day, when you're taking pictures, you've got clean, fresh new pajamas on. Plus, ties in with whatever you're into at that point. Um, but. Like other than that, I you know making Christmas cookies is a thing. You know decorating sugar cookies for Santa, even though we know Santa's not a real thing anymore. Um, and that just happened recently, last year. Um, and you know Christmas Eve service every once in a while. And other than that, I mean, I can't think of anything. Oh, we were going to talk about early, so you have to get up. We'll have to get back to that. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I got a, a fun one there. But anyway, anyone else traditions? I, mean, I kind of went over mine already. Yeah, I was gonna say Path single and uh, Sarah and I not really. Yeah, we we would do. Um, we live actually just down the street from a Christmas tree farm, and it's pretty cool because it's like you can pay anywhere from like thirty five to seventy bucks depending on what tree you get from the pre cut ones. But if you go and cut yourself, it's forty bucks. So we've we've gone out a couple times and had. Uh, you know, and cut down the tree. I bring the saw, and the girls will go out there, and they'll run from tree to tree and try and choose the right one. I'm the one, you know, going in there trying to make sure that there's not a you know a nest of spiders in there, because <laughs> <laughs> that's the last thing I need in a house full of women is spiders coming out of the Christmas tree. Right. <laughs> that's awesome, because they're going to see exactly how scared you are. Well, that too. I mean, it's it's going to be burned. You know, we're going to have to burn the whole house down, obviously. I, mean, exactly. I, got, I got enough spiders in the basement, much less running around upstairs. <clears throat> but um, you know, now we you know we go get up. We we'll do church in the evening. Uh, sometimes we'll go to the candlelight service, and then we'll go to the next morning. We'll go to my mom's house, which is kind of nice because we don't have to drive anywhere because she's just down the block from us. So we leave on our PJs and just walk over there, <laughs> which is nice. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, in the way of tradition-wise, you know, we keep trying to get things together, but, you know, getting all the families, you know, like this, today we were supposed to do um, gingerbread houses in my mom's house, but we're going to try and do it later on next week because, you know, it's not able to, you know, it fell through for one of us. Uh, but, you know, it's, we get, you know, little by little, by little we're coming up with, uh, coming up with um, traditions, little freak-out things. Like now we, I don't know where I came from, we got one of these singing Christmas trees. Oh, boy. And uh, I... I don't want it in the house because it's evil. Right. Its eyes light up. It would be bad enough if the eyes open and close and it sings Jingle Bell Rock and dances, but the eyes like glow this like eerie green. So I went across the street and my dad has his lights up. So I found an open socket in his lights and I tucked the tucked the singing tree into the bushes right by the <laughs> right by the driveway. So when. When uh, apparently my niece found it when she walked by and it started singing at her, so uh, <laughs> <clears throat> you know that. And it's again like with those those type of gifts, you know, like one year, like my my brother in law on my sister's side. I've said it before; he's afraid of puppets. So one year I found him a, a singing and dancing James Brown statue. Yeah, and that one 
got pushed all over the place before. I believe he finally smashed it with a shovel. Um, because like it wound up at, I gave it to him. He opened up the box, freaked out and ran away from it because I had it turned on. So when he opened up the box, it's like, yeah, get down, you know, and starts screaming <laughs> at him. So he flips out, which, you know, he's got a little bit of a heart condition too. So that makes it a little bit more fun, kind of like playing roulette. Um, <clears throat> so I went home with him and then, uh, it's like he came home one day, opened the garage and my sister had put it in the middle of the garage and he refused to, you know, he refused to go in the garage and left the car outside. And then his mom got a hold of it, called him over to fix the dishwasher and put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> so now I don't know what happened to James Brown. They've moved since then. So it may have been left at a house for some unsuspecting people at one point or another. Still in the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> so we got that going on. But I mean, we every year we have a, a name drawing where we draw a name for whoever it is that we're going to get pro- presents for. So this year, <laughs> surprise, I've got my brother-in-law. Uh, <laughs> we'll see where <laughs> that goes. But we choose the theme. So like one year it was hats. So everybody got hats for everybody else. Or this year it's baked goods. So we're trying to make, you know, bake something for everybody else. Uh, and, you know, we ever, all the adults choose somebody else. The kids get each other also. But we always get some little couple extra things for, uh, for the uh, kids also. So <clears throat> the earliest you've ever gotten up, Mike, I know, and I don't know if you guys probably the, without kids haven't had this experience, but, the, the earliest I, we ever got up, uh, it was, I want to say Isaiah came in about 4.30. Holy cow. Morning, and, you know, we didn't have any clocks that were hidden or anything. So it was a, a quick realization that it was way too early to get up. But I do think that in the end, we couldn't go back to sleep. So I think we started at about 5 that year. And that was the last year that happened. After that, we said, if it's anytime before 6 a.m., you stay in bed. <laughs> Make sure there's a clock there. And you gotta wait because that's just too damn early for Christmas when it's dark out and uh, you're just not fully there. It's it's yeah. I am blessed with children that like to sleep in. Lucky, yeah. There, I mean, I I will say the last couple Christmases, outside of them being like real little, like when they were like maybe five, but they will. I mean, honestly, God, I mean, I let Sophie sleep in today and she slept till ten. Jeez. So it's, you know, they're, they're great. It's awesome because, you know, they know they're getting presents. They know they're there. Uh, here's, here's one question for you. Do your kids know there's no Santa Claus? Well, yeah, so we were just talking. I mentioned that earlier. They oh, okay. we told them this last year, finally. So now it's like the big, the big thing like, oh, what's going to be your Santa gift this year that's not really coming from Santa? Har, 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 you know? Yeah. They've, so. I think they were like five when we told them. Jeez. Yeah. We, we got rid of that pretty quick. We were in that early. Yeah. And just kind of like, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, we told them like, you know, it's, and, but the thing was, it wasn't just like, Hey, Katie, there's no Santa Claus. It's not real. See you later. I mean, we, <laughs> we did like the whole story of St. Nicholas himself. So we told the whole story about where they came from and how, you know, led up to Santa Claus. But, uh, you know, that's sort of thing. Hey, Josh. Spoilers. Uh, yeah. I know when, when you don't have kids yet, I don't know, but uh, would you tell them? Um, I mean, I, I don't expect that to be ever relevant, but I okay. probably <laughs> yeah. See, I don't, I don't know. So, um, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, don't know. probably, maybe. Okay, I, I probably would do similar <clears throat> to what you did, where that just a, a little kid thing. Yeah, Pat, does your niece know? Uh... Uh, no, she doesn't know yet. She still believes in Santa. I disagree with it, but whatever. The one with all the tattoos and stuff? <laughs> no, not not the twenty five year old. She's fully aware. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Yeah, I'm talking about the seven-year-old. She still believes it's probably going to be her last Christmas to believe in Santa. Oh, got to happen sometime. Yeah. What about Christmas dinner? Do you guys have a Christmas Eve dinner now, or like Josh, do you and Sarah do a one-on-one type dinner type thing together? Or not necessarily as a matter of tradition. Uh, I know that uh, we're going to go to the my dad's place and traditionally we'll have there'll either be a turkey or a ham sometimes both uh there's almost always uh, a couple of different kinds of pie i i frequently uh i don't actually get access to uh fruitcake uh i think i'm the only person on the planet that actually likes it well if it's done right my dad loved it and my niece <clears throat> loves it so there's two okay. more for you yeah, I know a lot of people just don't like the rum-soaked dried fruit. If you use the right dried fruit, it's not bad. But the problem is most everybody uses the candied dried fruit, and it's no, that's not good. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay, on that note, what's your favorite Christmas food? Mm, turkey carcass. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, I, well, for me, you know, growing, growing up with my grandma's house, it was always ham. So that's carried over now. I always like to have to bake a ham. Or if there's a leftover turkey from... Uh, you know, from Thanksgiving, like there's always an extra one that's donated through work or whatever that that ends up getting cooked at, at Christmas time. So that's part of it too. Cool. I usually do just different. You know, every every Christmas, at least for the last like ten years, I'd cook something different every Christmas because Thanksgiving always has the same menu, but Christmas I would do something different. Like one year I did an all seafood, and one year I did all Mexican, one year I did a beef Wellington. You know, so cook on and so Mexicans? forth. Mexicans, ah. you heartless bastard. Well, you know, they're spicy. And you hang the carcass from the tree in the back and scare off the other All right, people, so the other know, that, that calls for an ending to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Before we wrap up, I have one question for each one of you guys. Yeah. Uh, colored lights or uh, straight white Christmas lights? Colored. Formerly colored, now white. Wait, that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it depends on the tree. One year, we were a little hard up and found a Christmas tree in the basement that was white. And we had only were able to find Christmas lights, you know, in the basement that were that had white uh, cord because you can't put green corded lights on a white tree. Sure. So we found white corded lights, but they were all red. So a white <laughs> tree. We had like an albino Christmas tree. Well, no, it was worse because when we were like, oh, cool, got it on there, wrap it up, that sort of thing. Let's turn on the lights. Turned off all the lights in the house, flipped on the tree, and it was the evilest Christmas tree you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> it was because the white reflected the red. It just looked like this cone of hell. <laughs> coming That's out of awesome. there and you know Suzanne's like what are we going to do about this I'm like I'm not wrapping that tree I'm not lighting another tree I'm done you know I'm not doing more lights we're going with the Satan tree this year and every now and then I'll, because we have two we have the, we still have the white tree and we have a, a green artificial tree uh, that we switch switch off you know real and all that but yeah we go uh, now it's our tree's got all uh, white lights on it but they they're sync lights so you have a little dial on the bottom that they uh, phase in and out and do all sorts of different blinky uh tricks i guess would be the yeah best. i, I kind of like the white lights because they look a little classier but there's just something i don't know like being a kid about <laughs> the multicolored flashy lights if i could find bubble lights again man i got a bunch of them really yeah oh, my man. father loved them and we had some i got some that'll go through the whole well actually you know what i think i threw a lot of them away so I got one set left. Yeah, those are those are my favorite. I and love the bubble lights. No, so. we had. I mean, I had like like five sets of them at one point. Oh shit, that's yeah. awesome. So, uh, what about next week? What do we got going on? Mm. I think we're doing a person show this time around. We are focusing on Sly Stallone. 
We're hey. watching a bunch of Sylvester Stallone movies, and we're going to talk about the the original Rock, the Rocky, and uh, Rambo, and uh, you're nothing but a big big potato. <laughs> watching that one, and um, are, are we going to watch Death Race 2000? Yeah, why not? We're going to watch what whatever. From. Yeah, we're going to watch whatever we can, man. It's uh, going to watch a bunch of uh, Sylvester Stallone movies and uh, talk about him. And uh, don't forget about the contest. We're still giving out prizes. Uh, copies of 12 Days and Thieves from Calliope Games, our sponsor. Just send in an email with uh, the header Calliope Games, and we will put you in the drawing to win a copy of either Thieves or 12 Days. An email to what address, sir? 40go14 at gmail.com. And if you're looking for our backlog of mo- of uh, shows, it's uh, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, and soon Google Podcasts will have our uh, show up. If you'd like to give us a phone call, you can call us at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Ho, 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 motherfuckers. Whoa. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Great. Now he's got a machine gun. <laughs> what? I was ready to say, green giant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, happy post-Merry Christmas to you guys. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you later with our Sly Stallone show. Joy through You are now leading the world of Musings of a Geek podcast network. Stay geeky, my friends. 69. That's your bone number. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Oh.